Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Knitted Socks Only podcast. Woohoo! It is episode number 20. We made it to 20 episodes, everybody. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate our 20th episode with revealing and discussing my secret project. So for those of you that are on my Twitter, on my TikTok, or on my Instagram, you already know what my secret project is. But for those of you that are just listening to the podcast, I wanted to let you know I completed my first series of my secret project, and we are now going to give it its public-facing name called Button Socks. Yes, you heard me correctly, Button Socks. So if you read my blog... I will be posting it shortly after this. I like to upload my episode and my podcast to my blog now, just so the whole information is in one area. So, um, (coughs) excuse me. Um, So what we're going to do is, is I'll talk about these button socks. So the first set of button socks is called Yardivore. And I just think they're absolutely adorable. You can check out the images in the blog, also on um, Instagram and Twitter. So they're called Yardivore, and they have two, they have sheep buttons that I got at my local yarn store called Yarnivore. And I also got, um, there's a yellow sheep and a green sheep, a light green. It's like a lime green. And then I got flowers at the Yarnivore 2, which are pink flowers. And so I have three flowers on each sock along with one sheep. And the yarn I used, which I think is absolutely perfect for for the sheep and for the um, actual um, flowers is done by Zorn Junction Yarn Company. It is part of their Hippie Girl collection of yarn and it is titled Grass. So you can see why I really enjoyed getting this yarn. It's made in Zorn, Texas. You can reach um, the dyer through Zorn Junction Yarn Co at gmail.com. I used a four-ply sock. It's 75 SWM and 25% nylon. It was 446 yards. Their recommendation was a U.S. needle size 3 and 7, but because I am a really tight knitter, um, I I used U.S. size 1s and was absolutely fine. I did, for my pattern, I did a 72, I think. I did 18 on each needle. So I knitted for the first five rounds just all the way across the four needles. And then I did a knit three, purl three for the ribbing at the top. So it's got a kind of like a curved and then the actual knit three purl three which i think is really cute for some reason i then knitted 80 stitches all the way down once i got to row 81 i went ahead and started my um increases for my heel doing the strong heel and once i completed that 
once I completed the strong heel, I then knitted 25 rounds um, to get uh, my foot. And then I did a rounded toe and finished with a Kitchener stitch. So that is the pattern I did use. Um, I think I have it written down somewhere. And if I do, I'll make sure I upload a link into the blog. Um, it's a PDF that I have. So I'll um, just share the PDF if I can on my blog site so you can have that pattern. It's handwritten, so please... Don't mind the spelling and all of that, but I just wanted to let you know that I do have that there. So, with that being said, um, in my blog, I talked about um, how I came up. I was going to talk about how I came up with the um, pattern, but I thought it'd be more interesting to tell you than write it down. So, that's what this podcast is primarily going to be about today is me talking about how I came up with the idea for button socks. So my husband, which I did talk about in a previous um, podcast, I think it was three or four podcasts ago, we went to um, Austin one Sunday and he took me to Hill Country Weavers. So we, um, we also stopped in Dripping Springs at the Sated Sheep. But he took, I had told him I really wanted to go to Hill Country Weavers at some point. So for a surprise, he drove me down to Hill Country, or up to Hill Country Weavers in Austin. And I met Kennedy, who was the, poor Kennedy, she was, (laughs) she had to deal with me the entire time I was there. And at the register, because I bought so much yarn from them. I mean, just tons of yarn and um we were sitting there and I was going through the store and you know it's always really interesting I had watched um a podcast with two knitters in I think Canada and they were talking about buttons and They were like, we never know. There's so many buttons and we never know what to get. So we just kind of get a random selection and just dump it there. Which, you know, I was kind of like, okay. And my grandmother, who passed in January of last year. um, So it'll be a year in January coming up. And we, um, she, for her dissertation, talked about fish skin leather right so it was an alternative to actual real leather so you know but you used fish skin to do it instead of you know leather from cows and she was bound she got her phd in this and was really adamant to get fish skin leather really involved and so she made buttons Like, she just, she was a knitter, too, as you all know and have heard in this podcast on multiple occasions. But she also made buttons. And she had this huge, heavy button maker. It's like 200 pounds, 180 pounds, something like that. And she took fish leather and put it over the button and made buttons, which were really, they were gorgeous buttons. I mean, they're not my type of buttons, but... They were gorgeous, I'm not going to lie. 
And so that being said, I was really kind of, I don't want to say perturbed, but it was kind of really awkward for me having that there that they would just kind of say that and I'll find out who they were. I mean, they're really nice and I like listening to them and all that. They're really great. And, but I just was shocked that you would just buy buttons, but not really having, you know, understanding of what your clientele wants. But what I've kind of noticed is that is how it is in all yarn shops. And I think the reason most people just, you know, have yarn, for lack of a better term, I mean, have um, buttons, is the fact that they don't know what their users use them for. And so it's Grocery Girls Knit episode. So they were talking about I don't remember the episode. That's who who was talking about the buttons in their store. And I just was, I was just floored by it. And most knitting stores don't know what their users, and the people that go in aren't real button knowledgeable about the buttons they want. They just know that they want a certain type of button, like a wooden button or a plastic button to make, um, for their sweaters, their tops, or their shawls. And that's really all they use buttons for. So they keep a, you know, just kind of a basic generic set set up for that. Which I think is really interesting. Because you, I've never heard of anybody ever, you know, wanting to knit for socks. Buttons for socks. So I decided to make that change. And... I was in the Hill Country Weavers, and I went to go look at their buttons in their craft room, and there was this gorgeous glass white daisy button. It was heavy. It was, it was just gorgeous. I wanted to purchase it so bad. I really did. But knowing that I was probably going to put it on a sock glass feet, I just could see the trauma there, right? So I was like, no, I can't do it. But I was talking to Kennedy while she was rolling, you know, winding my yarn. And I was telling her about my podcast, my website, what I was doing on Instagram. And I kind of floated the idea about, you know, around with her. I said, you know, I really like that glass button over there, but I can't put it on a sock. And she was really super excited. She goes, you use buttons for socks? And I said, well, I was thinking about it. I wasn't real sure if I, you know, if anybody would be interested in that kind of thing. And she was like, oh, I would follow that on Instagram without an issue. And that's how the idea started. And so now everywhere I, every yarn store I go to, I go and look at their button selection just so I can, if I find something that I really like, then I'll go ahead and pick it up and do it. So... As I said in my blog, I'll probably taking these first series and putting them into a shadow box and giving it to the um, yarn store owner of Yarnivore. Uh, she's been really helpful and she's been a fantastic friend. And I just, you know, she's been a great person. She's been able to help me and everybody there at that store is like that. So I'm thinking about doing that. 
And can you wear the socks with wooden buttons? Yeah, you can wear them. Um, washing them is a little difficult, but you can do it. But, you know, I guess these are more art pieces than wearables. And I really shouldn't. I really, I, I'm in that conflict of I should be really making things that are useful for people to use, not just artistic pretty. But right now we're going to get the artistic pretty out the way before I start doing, you know, wearable, real, real wearable items. I mean, you can wear them, but, you know, a lot of people probably won't. So I've started my second series of socks for the button series, and I am using a yarn called Riverwalk by Bashful Armadillo. I met her at an Unraveled um, in San Antonio, and the she was doing a trunk show there. And fabulous lady, I can't recommend her enough. She's got a gorgeous series of like places to visit in Texas, Texas flowers, Texas areas, <coughs> and I bought just a ton of yarn from her. And I knit, of course, I, she, we laughed because she was talking about all her weights of yarn and what she had available. And she goes, so what, what do you need? I said, I only knit with fingering or socks weight yarn. And that's just it. Like (laughs) she goes, oh, well then you're right here. I said, yep, that's right here. (laughs) She goes, you know exactly what you want. I said, yes, I do. And you know, so I'm pretty, I'm, I'm doing it in her Riverwalk colored yarn, which is absolutely a gorgeous yarn. And if you, you know, go to bashfularmadillo.com and check out her yarn. Like, it is absolutely gorgeous, and especially the Riverwalk. And so I'm knitting with that. And... But I am in search, so for anybody that's out there that is listening, if you are from San Antonio and you make buttons, I would love it if you could, like, get in touch with me through one of my social medias so I can take, just send me a link to, you know, your social media of the buttons you make because I'm looking for a San Antonio button maker to find the perfect set of buttons to go on my Riverwalk socks. So um, I tend to do themes within my socks. And so this series of button socks are all going to be themed based. So right now we're doing San Antonio since we're doing Riverwalk yarn and I need San Antonio buttons. So just so everybody so if you know of anybody, if you can have them reach out to me, I'm at knittedsocksonly.com. I mean, they can visit my website there, but you can and post a comment on the blog about the button socks and the secret project, or they can reach out to me at my Gmail account, knittedsocksonly at gmail.com. I'd really appreciate that. So Anyway, um, so I'm knitting those. That's what I'm going to do. I need to get a shadow box. Um, I've got a ton of yarn, right, to knit various types of socks. I've purchased some boho buttons, but I'm still trying to figure out what yarn I want to use them with because they're, they're flower boho and so wooden buttons. So I'm going to... Um, 
try to figure out something there. What's really neat is with these, the lat, with the Yard of War socks that I created, I actually bought tapestry needles finally, and I'm now able to weave in ends, which was really exciting to do for the first time. The buttons, though, and the tapestry needle don't work hand in hand, so I had to get a sewing needle or a cross-stitch needle, and I got one of those from my mother, and I'm holding that with my tapestry needles, and I'm telling you, it took almost three hours to get the yarn inside the eye of the needle of a cross-stitch needle. And I thought, oh, this shouldn't be too hard. Uh, yeah, it split the yarn pretty bad. But I was able to get it working, so that's what matters. And I will, you know, do that again. Because I'm thinking that in my yarn room area of my house that has my yarn and stuff, I think I'm going to do shadow boxes. And if I don't have someone to give the button yarn... Uh, the button socks too, then I will be going in and shadow boxing them and hanging them up in my, my yarn room just to make me happy. It's just kind of one of those things you do to make you happy. I mean, it's just kind of what I do. It was interesting this week. I found a meme that talks about how we should be learning to give fruit trees and items that are useful baked goods things of that nature as gifts instead of giving um, gifts that will inevitably end up in a landfill which I totally get like and that's kind of how I view my knitting is that this is a product that will be used and can be passed down to somebody else and it's a gift that can be recycled. And I love that idea. I love that concept. I mean, you know, for all of us that are, you know, um, scrappy knitters, you know, that's essentially what you're doing. You're giving life to yarn that could have been recycled, thrown away, ended up in a landfill. You're actually making it into something that can be useful for someone else. And I whole I want to believe that for those of us that are knitters that we are essentially s some really good, you know, um we care about our planet of course and so therefore we're recyclers by nature. <laughs> and I am so this this year for Christmas, I will be making a very concerted effort that my husband and I do not purchase gifts for people unless if they are things that can continue to give to others or if we make it ourselves. Because I think it means more, you know, it's kind of like when we're kids and we draw a picture and we're all excited about it and we give it to mom and dad, right? And they put it up on the refrigerator and we tell them that's their birthday present. 
You know, and for those of you that are parents, you understand what this is. It's more, it means more coming from there than it does coming from, you know, oh, I went to Target and bought some, you know, plastic item that you may or may not want. So I really think that's kind of key to ensuring everybody has a more meaningful Christmas and a more meaningful holiday. And while I know it's stash timber where you go through and you clear out your stash of yarns, um, I will encourage that. But please don't leave your local yarn stores um, needing your help. So while I can encourage clearing out your yarn stash, I also encourage people to go to their local yarn stores and take care of them as well. So make sure you still buy yarn, just put it aside and wait till you clear out some of your stuff from your yarn stash before you go in and do that. But anyway, so we'll go ahead and kind of start wrapping this up. And so again, the secret project is now called button. It's button series socks. So button socks is the new series. And I will be posting pictures of my button socks and talking about them um, quite a bit right now until I get into a new series of socks. And please make sure you reach out to me. Um, I would love to talk to anybody. What you think about button socks, what, what ideas you have about them. Do you like them? And we can talk about if you've got a button maker that you know of, please let me know. I would love to reach out. Um, I'm going to talk more about buttons in my next week's recording, um, talking about some, maybe a little bit of history on buttons. I'm not real sure yet. That may change, but I'm hoping to get that done. And, you know, I do blogs on Saturday mornings, so make sure you check that out. And you can reach me out on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also reach me on my website, knittedsocksonly.com. And other than that, I hope you guys are enjoying the weather. Please remain safe and well. And I will talk to you guys next week. And thank you for listening to our 20th episode. And thank you. Check out next week for another Knitted Socks Only podcast. Peace out, everybody, and stay safe. Bye.